The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, Mick Barry is with me in studio, the Socialist TD for Cork North Central, and Regina Doherty, the Finnegan Senator, on the line. Mick, is inequality bad in this country, and is it getting worse? Uh, Yes, inequality is bad. Uh, Inequality is very bad. Uh, And is it getting worse? Uh, Yeah, it is as well. So uh, let's not just give opinions, let's give facts. So I'll start with a a couple of basics, won't blind you with science. Uh, According to Oxfam, uh, the wealthiest 10% in Irish society own and control 64% of the wealth. Uh, whereas uh, half the population, the the poorer 50%, own 1% of all the wealth in the state, which is actually less than uh, two people, uh, two billionaires own more than the combined wealth of uh, 50% of the population. Um, We have one in six, according to the St. Vincent de Paul, living in enforced deprivation. Um, But among lone parents, it's nearly one in two. And among people with disabilities, it's more than uh, two in five. So particularly concentrated there in a couple of groups. And then final point uh, as to uh, is the situation uh, worsening? Well, obviously, we're still in a cost of living crisis. And a cost of living crisis impacts um, harder on those with lower incomes. Uh, For example, um, the price of rent, um, you know, if 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 you're not able to afford uh, your home. And uh, for the um, poorest 10% of the population, the price of food, their, you know, their food costs have uh, been double what it's been uh, for the, the wealthiest uh, 10%, because a bigger percentage of your income uh, goes on the mm. basics, your bread, your milk, etc., um, etc. Et so, uh, yes, Ireland is not only an unequal society, it is a very unequal society, and this government ain't helping the situation. Regina Doherty, as I say, is a Fine Gael Senator, is with me now. Regina, it is a problem and it is getting worse and part of the fault is with you and your government. So obviously myself and Mick come from very different political ideologies and all societies are unequal and it's up to the governments of those societies to try and make sure that we transfer some of the wealth that we take in through taxation to those people who are less well off than others. But my basic premise is, and this is something that Richard Bruton started in 2011, 2012, is that there should be a job and an opportunity for people to earn and to be rewarded for their work. And that's the current situation in Ireland today. We have actually more jobs than we have people uh, to work in them. So there is a job for every single person in this country who wants to work. And that's the premise, first of all. The second thing is, is that when we take the taxation measures that we have in this country and where we spend them. The vast majority of our budget is spent on supporting people that are less uh, well off than others. And I don't just mean financially, I mean through disadvantage. Excuse me. So we support education. We support our health care. We spend billions on supporting houses for people or housing for people. But absolutely most importantly, the social transfers of the Department of Social Welfare, which in the last year has numbered some 27 billion euros through 25 billion euros of annual spend through normal stuff like pensions, social welfare payments for lone parents, for people on disabilities, for job seekers. We spend hundreds and hundreds of millions of euros every single week supporting those people who, for whatever reason, can't support themselves through working in the economy that is as buoyant as it has ever been. But the second thing I'll say is that within the last year, the state, because of the growing cost of living crisis, we've spent 2.2 billion euros 
supporting those people who are less well off than the people who are going out to work. And to my mind, we're making the mistake because we don't do as much as we've done um, by giving universal payments. The people who go out to work hard and who are paying the 40% tax brackets are the people who see other people getting handed everything, as we should be doing when they can support themselves. But those people in the squeeze middle don't get it enough. And that's where we need to tilt our spending to make sure that we start to reward those people who do get up early in the morning, go to work all day and still have to support and pay for their own mortgages, their own children's childcare, their own, you know, all of the things that are the normal weekly, mm. monthly payments and outgoings. We don't support those people enough. So Mick might like to have everybody on the breadline and spread the money around evenly. But I firmly believe that we need to reward people for working hard and for working long hours. And we need to make sure that we support those people in the squeeze okay. who pay for absolutely everything and get nothing back. So Mick, is it your contention that that wealth redistribution, as Regina describes it, and those cost of living interventions, that they're not radical enough? Yeah, they're not uh, radical enough. And I'm, I'm sorry about this, Kieran, but I'm going to have to step in and and correct one or two pieces of misinformation that have been given out uh, 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 there. First of all, uh, Mick would like to see everybody on the breadline. Where the hell does this come from? It's a bizarre uh, comment, uh, Regina. So uh, let, let's take uh, people who are literally on the breadline, who are the lowest paid workers in the country, people on the minimum wage. What's the minimum wage at the moment? 12 30 an hour, there thereabouts. Um, I mean, with the, the price of rent and the cost of living crisis, the idea that anyone could live uh, on twelve thirty an hour. That's bizarre. So I'm in favour of increasing that. Traditionally, I've said €15, euro, although I think 15 is probably too low at this stage. Be interested to hear where uh, Regina stands on that. Uh, but the idea that I think everyone should be on the breadline is bizarre. Also, just to step back and make a bit of a historical point, but the, the idea that uh, all societies are unequal mm. hasn't always been the case, actually. Um Societies that are divided into classes with huge income disparities uh, in terms of the, the, the entire span of history uh, is a relatively recent uh, uh, phenomenon. There's been plenty of societies. You have to go back where there has been very low levels of inequality in society. Give and me a few examples. Well, yeah. for, for example, you, you look at um, uh, television programs about the Wild West and the cowboys and the Indians, Right. Uh, many of the societies that were uh, organised by, and by the way, they weren't Indians, they were Native Americans, uh, were basically socialistic societies. Now, the problem was that the economy was organised on a very low level of agriculture. But given the, the um, uh, technological advances and, you know, uh, industry and progress that has been made uh, in the interim, the idea of, of introducing that basic idea of social equality with, with massive cuts in the income disparities uh, that are there w- would be a far more advanced society uh, today. Look, I'm making a point about history, mm. but it's just not right to say, it's not historically a right thing to say, that all societies are unequal. Unequal societies are fairly recent uh, uh, phenomenon in terms of the broad span of history. So I'm not sure what Mick considers recent, right? Because I'm a middle-aged woman and it's a long time that you'd have to go back to describe a, a society that Mick is talking about. I think the Cowboys and the Indians, you know, are a couple of hundred years ago. In modern, you know, societies today, there are inequalities in every country that I've ever been either in or aware of. And it's up to the government to make sure that they span, you know, the, the people who need help with making sure that the people who go out to work are rewarded. And that balance, providing those services and the access 
uh, to people is something that's the fine line that obviously Mick would criticise the current government. But I think in fairness, as a minister who increased the minimum wage three times in my four years uh, in that department, I ab- absolutely believe that people should be on a living wage, which is why the current programme for government's target is to get them there before the end of this uh, term, which is either next year or the beginning of the following year. So uh, You've been, you've been in government for 11 years, Regina, and you're still talking about tar- targets. I mean, you know, pull the other one. Well, no, sorry, Mick, every government has a target, so don't, like, don't be so naive <laughs> to think that there isn't moving targets. You've, you've had, moving you've had targets. 11 years to reach those My targets. Point, yeah, and she said they yeah. have increased the minimum wage several times in those 11 years. Every year, in fact, Karen, every year. Uh, no, not every year. There, there have been years mm. when the when the minimum wage has not increased, and uh, certainly. Sorry, uh, no, not sorry, when sorry. Gale, sorry, not when has been the social men, or social protection minister. Okay, every well, single uh, year since Leo Varadkar, I and Heather Humphreys have taken over. We've increased minimum wage because we value work. We value people oh, who go out to work, okay. and we want to reward we, them. We, so we, that's we, we just set the record straight here, right? Finnegall are in the current government, right? The rate of inflation. And the rate of the increase of the minimum wage, the increase in the minimum wage last year wasn't just below the rate of inflation, it was significantly below the rate of inflation. So in reality, you, your government cut the wages in real terms, in real terms, you cut the wages in real terms of the lowest lowest paid workers in the state. So so don't try and cod the people listening to the radio that you're the champions of the low paid. You've ground their their noses into the ground by cutting the pay of the lowest paid workers in the entire state. Regina? There's no grounding anybody's nose into the ground. Fine Gael, and it's not today or yesterday, we've always been the party of work. We've always been the party to reward work, which is why we want to reduce the 40% tax bracket so that people get to pay, take home more of their wages and give to the taxman. But absolutely fundamentally, since Leo Varadkar took over in social welfare, I for four years thereafter, Heather Humphreys for the last three years, every single year, the minimum wage has increased, moving towards the target of the living wage, which is in the programme for government. So I think it's facile for you to say what you've just said. Our motion, our, our movement is to make sure that people get paid who get up and work hard and go out to work they get paid well and they get supported well, then in why some is it the case? circumstances then why is it up. the case and we'll leave that leave aside the question of uh, the minimum wage I don't think your points are convincing there but leave that aside for a moment why is it the case that virtually every worker PAYE worker working person in this country has had a de facto a de facto wage cut over the space of the last 12 months. You, 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 you cannot come on the radio. Hold on. I'm, I'm one of those PAYE workers. It's not really Regina's responsibility to increase my salary, is it? Well, no, but what Mick is saying is that when the changes get made with regard to uh, taxation measures every year, he's suggesting, you know, that the Minister for Finance doesn't actually make allowances in the finance bill so that you, Karen Cuddy, he won't pay more tax by moving into a higher tax band or by, by moving into a higher USC tax band. Every single year in the finance bill that Mick votes on, because I'm a senator and I don't get to vote on it anymore. So Mick votes on it. So he should know this. Every single year, there is an adjustment made by the Minister for Finance to make sure people like you, Kieran, don't pay more tax just because you're might have been moved into a different tax plan because you got uh, a small increase in your salary. That's something that's enshrined in the finance bill. But what we here we are, we have a fundamental difference here. We talked about an unequal society. Fine Gael in the last 11 years of being in government have increased the social welfare transfer system in this country from probably about 13 or 14 billion it was when we took over from Fianna Fáil in 2011 to today currently spending 27 billion euro, mm. making sure that people who can't fend for themselves are looked after by the state. And that's before you get to educational supports in DESH or in the hair system, uh, all the Susie grants that we do. It's before you get to all of the transfers that we give in housing 
counselling supports. It's before you get to get free uh, medical care that we give out in this country. So right. we spend well, listen, billions well, of we're, euros we're, minding people who can't afford had, to pay for things. We had like a few weeks there where you were in agreement on issues, and I found it very disconcerting. So we're back we're to real politics now. We're, yeah. we're back on on firmer ground this week. Uh, Regina Doherty, <laughs> Finnegan Senator, and Mick Barry, Socialist TD for Cork North Central. Listen, thank you both very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.